You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Cleveland Indians. I am joined, as I am each and every week, by the lovely Jordan Bastion. How do you like being called lovely? Thanks, man. What happened, what happened to your phone? It looks like your phone has a couple cracks here since we last did this. Yeah. Uh, fell out of a golf cart. Oof. And, uh, and not at the Indians' golf outing. I actually golfed twice. That's what I get for actually golfing more than once yeah. in a single baseball season. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's had some issues. But you know what? It still functions. Mm-hmm. That's all That's I good. care about. All right, so uh, not functioning currently is Michael Prantley. Good, good transition love a good, as always. I love a good transition. Um, but no, not to make light of Brantley's situation. Obviously, it's been lingering all year. Uh, biceps tendonitis uh, is the culprit. He had surgery on Monday. They expect him to be full go for spring training. Um, so that's good news. But, of course, uh, not going to be a factor here in 2016. Yeah, I think as we've talked about, maybe even as recently as the last podcast, you know, I think the Indians needed to move forward without uh, thinking that Brantley was going to come back. And now we just kind of get official word that he's not going to come back. I think the silver lining in all of this is they have gotten to where they are with their sights on the postseason, essentially without Brantley this year. You know, he's played 11 games. He wasn't really effective when he was in the lineup. And guys like... Jose Ramirez, Tyler Naquin, the free agent additions of Mike Napoli and Rajay Davis. You know, a lot of players have really stepped up uh, this year in his absence, and that's been the blessing uh, behind the this curse of losing him for this whole year. So I think the, the good news here is that rather than continue to try and stop and start and hope he can make an impact as a pinch hitter in the playoffs, uh, should the Indians get there, they now just say, hey, your season's over. Pat him on the back for working as hard as he did, which, you know, I can attest from watching him behind the scenes. You know, this guy tried everything in his power to get back this year. But now he can be ready, potentially, uh, full recovery by December with his sights on uh, not only Tribe Fest, but spring training and realistically now opening day. I think the hope would be if he doesn't have any setbacks, if this really uh, solves the sort of mysterious nature of his injury um, through this surgery, that he can go through a normal spring training, which he wasn't able to do this year. I don't think opening day this season was realistic, but maybe it will be for 2017. Hopefully he can get back. But So it's a big loss uh, in just, in, I think, from the scope of they thought he would be able to come back this year, but it's not a big loss in that the Indians have been playing without him. Yeah, nothing changes on that front, really. Uh, the outfield alignment has changed a little bit. Since the trade deadline with uh, Brandon Geyer, of course, coming aboard, I was so, so uh, jealous when you were the first to the, the Indians are Geyers and not Sellers. That <laughs> Stole your dad yeah. joke right from under you. Oh, man. But, of course, uh, yeah, Geyer's arrival meant uh, more time for Jose Ramirez at third base. But other than that, I mean, it is pretty much status quo as far as the outfield alignment is concerned. And uh, Abraham Almonte is a part of that alignment. And he's had the, you know, some nice moments for this club. Uh, all under the auspice of, of knowing that he will not be eligible for the postseason uh, because of his uh, performance-enhancing drug suspension that cost him the first half of the season. 
but we're seeing a guy who's clearly motivated to make good on uh, on, on a, a bad development, obviously. Yeah, and in talking to him the other day, uh, he said when he first came back, his agent sent him a text and basically said, it's time to pay the Indians back. You know, because throughout his suspension, um, you know, they allowed him to, to, to work out and they kind of promised him that when he was eligible, you know, he would continue to be a part of this organization. And he said he still felt a part of the quote-unquote we while he was in Arizona uh, working out. So he really appreciates how Francona has handled him, how the front office has approached the situation, and he wants to pay them back. And he knows, you know, he's not going to be here for the postseason, but his role now is to help them get there. And over the last two-plus weeks, I think he's putting up about a 900 OPS. You know, he threw a guy out at the plate recently. Yeah, so he's doing his part, and I, I think it's it's a little funny. Every time he you know, strikes out or, or takes a bad route, I'm getting all these tweets about, why is this guy even playing? He's not eligible for the postseason. Well, he's, hit, he's got, like I said, like about a 900 OPS lately, uh, really performing well, and has really been a good citizen within the clubhouse. So you can think what you want about what he tested positive for and you know maybe some of the things of his past but I mean the past is the past he's here now the situation now is he's here he can help and uh, I think that's what the Indians have to look at so it will be interesting as they get closer to October as we start to project who will be on the roster but in the meantime uh, Almonte will be a part of this roster and he's been performing well. And uh, oh, by the way, is that why guys take PEDs? By the way, to improve their route efficiency? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but guyer has been good. Uh, it's only a handful of games, but mm-hmm. he's been a good addition for this club. Yeah, they brought him here to to help out facing left-handed pitching. You know, one of the ways they were using Almonte was against left-handed pitching, and really, as a switch hitter, his right side was his weakness last year. Now he's been performing well from the right side this year. He said he put a lot of work in in Arizona to focus on batting right-handed. But they really felt that their lineup construction was a little bit off. Uh, and so getting a guy like Geyer, uh, that's hard to say, a guy like Geyer, uh, really helps sort of give Francona the type of lineup construction that he prefers to have. He's in there against lefties, and he's already shown right out of the gate uh, that he can impact the lineup in that regard. And he's played well defensively. Uh, as well, so I think it's that was a good addition, kind of an under the radar, not a big blockbuster move, but a move that really fit the roster and has been paying off so far. A more eye-catching addition uh, to the rotation: Danny Salazar returns on Thursday against mm-hmm. the White Sox. Uh, big X factor for for this club because first half of the season he was, of course, in the Cy Young conversation. If you handed out first half uh, awards. Uh, second half, not so much, obviously. Uh, right. Got beat around a little bit, and that's, obviously that's an extension of what he's been dealing with physically. But uh, um, what, do you, what are your expectations for Salazar here moving forward? Well, I thought it was interesting. I think there's a couple things to, to think about in the Salazar situation. One, um, as I think we've noted before, he's getting deeper into a year, lots of high-intensity, important innings um, that put stress on, on you as a pitcher. And when he gets towards late September, potentially into October, he's going to be reaching an innings threshold he's never been at before. So maybe this is a young pitcher kind of dealing with, kind of learning what is serious, what is normal. Uh, you know, is this normal wear and tear? Is he actually feeling something serious? And so there was an element of peace of mind, I think, that he needed. <laughs> but he said to us the other day, sometimes it's not just peace of mind, sometimes your elbow hurts. <laughs> you know, So I do think there was discomfort there, and I thought they took the, the right approach in June when they gave him uh, some rest. Keeping him out of the All-Star game was smart. This is a, a very important weapon for them down the stretch, and hopefully this little rest period uh, combined with that peace of mind 
uh, can help him uh, be important down the stretch. Because he said when he did his last simulated game, he really let it go, pitched aggressively, uh, tried not to, to think about anything, didn't feel anything, and he felt great. So that's good news. Now we'll see, now that he gets back in games, uh, how he'll feel and how he bounces back and things like that. Because they really need him down the stretch. Yes, they do. Uh, okay, so this was a topic of conversation uh, at the ballpark on Tuesday, um, mainly because I, I kept asking Terry Francona about it. But the, yeah. using, using Andrew Miller in the high lever spots has been really fun to watch. Uh, it, it's kind of the, uh, the physical embodiment of what a lot of us have been talking about on paper for a long time, and it's hard to do. It's got to be just the right situation, just right. the right guy. This is the perfect guy, of course. He's under con- He's in the middle of a big contract, so he's not worried about uh, you know save yep. total or anything like that. Uh, he's in a playoff hunt. He's mm-hmm. got a, a forward-thinking manager, and oh, by the way, a, a few situations have presented themselves in the sixth and seventh innings. Um, but yeah, the, the usage patterns with Andrew Miller have, have been interesting for sure. Yeah, it's great. He's appeared in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, right. which I think, like uh, all the stat geeks, whether Francona says he likes hearing that word or not, uh, the stat geeks have loved it because this is sort of that the epitome of. You know, use your best pitcher in the situation that makes the most sense. I think it also helps that there's the combination that Cody Allen and Brian Shaw are also willing to be used in different types of situations. My favorite example came last year when coming out of a rain delay in the fourth or fifth inning, the rain delay hit with bases loaded, and when they came out of the delay a couple hours later, Cody Allen came into the game and slammed the door in the fifth inning, you know, because Terry Fincona felt that was a point that could make or break the game. And Cody Allen doesn't do that if he's not willing to do it, you know. So I think having that buy-in by Miller and Allen and Shaw, and then also having a guy like Dan Otero who has a, a sub-two ERA as well, it's a great combination. You've got a ground ball guy, you've got power strikeout guys, and you've got Cody Allen who has a little bit of reverse splits. You've got Shaw who handles righties. It's kind of this multifaceted um, sort of combination that ter- it's Terry Francona's dream, and we're seeing it play out, and he's enjoying it, and I think it's been a really interesting thing. And You make a good point, too, about the contract situation. When I talked to Cody Allen about that last week, you know, I, I said, this seems like something where your agent might say, stop saying you're so willing to, to do anything because it could hurt you in arbitration because he's still in his arbitration years. Right. And what he said was, while he could lose some in arbitration, and he admits that, his agent and him have looked at the situation, looked at contracts being given out to Darren O'Day or Ryan Madsen, even Andrew Miller, Miller yeah. uh, guys who, as free agents, got multi-year large contracts and said any small losses through arbitration are going to be made up down the road in free agency. And not only that, if it helps get the Indians to the playoffs and Cody Allen becomes a postseason hero, then that helps him in the long run financially as well. But obviously these guys, because they're willing to do this, also shows that the bottom line on their contract is not the priority right now. The priority is getting to the playoffs and being in the best scenario for winning. And using your best pitcher in the most opportune situation seems like a good way to go about that. Well, if the, I hate to break this to you, but if the Indians reach the playoffs, they're going to face good teams. And what? It's my understanding, uh, I've learned this through Twitter, that the Indians cannot beat good teams. Oh, no. Uh, I had to point that out to a, a player on, on the team today, and he said, they're always trying to poke holes in us. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think of that concept of, of this club's struggles against, quote, good teams? Well, I keep also hearing on Twitter that the Tigers are going to overtake the Indians any day now, and the Indians are 11-1 and against the Tigers. Uh, well, the Tigers are a good team. I'm... 
confused. I don't know. <laughs> They're right there. Um, no, I. this doesn't matter. What matters is beating your division and getting to the playoffs, and then anything can happen. In 2013, when the Indians reached the playoffs, they beat up on the teams they were supposed to beat on paper. They got to the playoffs. Obviously, they didn't have a deep run in the playoffs. It was a one and done. But you look at the Cubs last year, I think they owned the Mets in the regular season. And then the Mets beat them in the playoffs. Uh, TJ Zuppe, who's one of the beat reporters here, had a great tweet the other day. Four of the last six World Series champions had sub-500 records against the best four teams in the league in each of those seasons. It doesn't matter. You know, you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and you do that enough times. And then guess what? When you're playing those good teams, you're both good teams. Chances are your record's not going to be as good. Uh, so I think, again, the most important thing is to beat up on your division and get to the playoffs. How you got to the playoffs ultimately doesn't matter once that playoff calendar sets and everybody's 0-0. Zero and zero. What matters then is how you're set up, and you got to like the Indians' rotation and their lineup, which is, I think, second in the American League in runs scored. Their defense is great. When you get to the playoffs, no one's going to care about how you fared against you know, the, the second wild card team or, or things like that. Yeah, October, anything goes. You bring uh, Andrew Miller in the fifth inning right. and let him pitch the rest of the ball game <laughs> if it comes down to it. All right, so that's the latest from Jordan Bash. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.